welcome to the podcast of Imago Day Community Eastside Gathering. Join us in this Sunday service as we look to the scriptures, seeking to be transformed into the image of Christ. Good morning, Imago Day. Eastside, how we doing? Good. I'm a little louder than 200 people. That's not cool. No, that's not cool. We got to get a little louder. Yep, I like it loud. That's good. Let's uh, let's look this morning uh, at the scripture from Luke 22. People always ask me why I'm I'm so loud. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty emotional guy pretty passionate guy, and many of you are too. You're just quiet in church. <laughs> right? You come to church and you want to be quiet. I don't understand that. Because Gonzaga won last night. How many of y'all were yelling? Mmm, yeah. Go down to the Timbers match. I see the same people going crazy. <laughs> this is for the king. Let's, let's lift our voices to him. Luke chapter 22, verse 66 is where I will start. And then I'm going to bounce down and read a few scriptures from 23 as well. I mean, yeah, from 23. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I ask you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, are you the Son of God? He he replied, you say that I am. Then he said, why do we need any more? Then they said, why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Now let's bounce down to uh, to chapter 23, verse 33. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on the right side and the other on the left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself. If he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the other criminals who hung there hurled himself, hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you today you will be with me in paradise. 
So uh, uh, this, is a, this, is, this is some rich, exciting scripture. Uh, and I'm going to take a few moments to, uh, 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 to plow through a little bit of it. But uh, the one thing uh, that, that sticks out uh, that we want to declare, first of all, is uh, Jesus was and is absolutely our king. Right? And his kingdom came to replace the current kingdom. Right? Jesus is absolutely our king and his kingdom came to replace the present worldly kingdom of that time. Amen. So, uh, but, but here's the thing. Jesus mastered this takeover from the bottom. Right. You hear Eric and I talk a lot about uh, a theology from the bottom. Well, here is the ultimate theological lesson on what it means to be at the bottom and watch God's plan unfurl, unfurl from there. Right. So Jesus masters taking over the world from below. See, 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 what they were looking for in a king, Jesus didn't come that way. What they thought a king should look like, Jesus didn't operate that way. What he should wear, how he should speak, the schools he should have gone to, the neighborhood he should have been from, Jesus went completely opposite. And we're going to unpack today what this means for us as followers of this Jesus, who is absolutely king. Amen? Amen. Jesus did this for a reason. And it'll show, uh, one, that he is savior of the world. Uh, He will topple the kingdoms of this world from a cross. Right. And then he will exhibit his power from that cross by saying to a brother on a cross. Right. uh, That this day you'll be with me in paradise. He was in control even while they were mocking him. Right. Mastering, taking over what this world meant and what he wanted to establish. His problem was he did not look or carry himself like a king. See, see, why, why did he have to be born to Mary, right? And Joseph and this story emerging, these rumors all out about them. Kings don't come from that kind of place. They come from good families. They come from intact families. Or they come from families, right, that fake it very well. Kings, kings aren't born in Nazareth. They're born in Rome. Right? All of the kings of the time were of the lineage of who? Of Caesar. Of Rome. That's where kings were born. That's where kings were to come from. Kings weren't carpenters' sons. Kings were the sons of pharaohs. And here's the, here's the thing. 
The crew that kings hung out with were royalty, right? Kings surround themselves with the best of the best. Yale graduates and Harvard graduates and uh, top of their class graduates, right? Amen? Amen. That's what kings surround themselves with. Uh, uh, kings know other kings. Kings know how to talk to power. If you're trying to get something done, you need to know who's in power, right? I got a friend who's close to power downtown at City Hall. I, let's talk to them. Isn't that how we do it? Oh, y'all quiet on me. That's all right. We'll keep walking. <laughs> but see, Jesus' followers were fishermen, women, former prostitutes, tax collectors, children, former beggars, right, who, who now were walking, by the way, uh, uh, and, and a thief uh, who was brought out by the, one, by the ones who wanted to crucify him. This was Jesus' crew. You would laugh at Jesus today walking around with people like that saying you're 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 going to establish a new way. You surround yourselves with dudes that just came out of prison or folks who are undocumented or folks folks who 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 are who are wrestling uh with their economics they don't have no money and that's your crew yeah you ain't going to get nothing done right and jesus takes this idea that is literally mocked laughed at they made a sign say, yeah, king of the Jews. And he takes over the world from that place. This was a mockery of a king and a kingdom as far as they were concerned. Jesus took power from the rulers of that time by dying for them. By placing himself below them and lifting the world up on his shoulders. Giving us a lesson that position on earth means nothing compared to a place in the kingdom. We would see it play out in his followers. We would see the ones they laughed at all of a sudden, all of a sudden preaching and teaching and leading a new place, a new, a new society. The church would be born from this crew. The example that you and I follow is an example that was born from nothing. What does this kingdom look like? Jesus is justice 
in the flesh. It doesn't matter what empire does, it won't keep power. All the money and power and control to uh, that they had over oppressed groups, you can have it all you want. It won't win. Marginalized folks will be exonerated. Supremacy will lose. The systems that benefit privileged folks, that system's going to fold, my friends. It's going to go down. All the money the resource, the connections, the control, the backdoor meetings, the deals, the, all of this stuff, all of these things won't last. They're going down. And Jesus, is established, Jesus establishes it on the cross. You and I have been talked like we've been sold a game, a bill of goods, if you will, that tells us we have to dance with the power of this world to get something done. That you and I have to acquiesce to whoever is in power so that we can do something good for these, these people. And Jesus is sitting on a cross being mocked, saying, no, 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 no. All you got to do is sink into me. What does this kingdom look like? He is justice in the flesh. And he declares the first will be last and the last will be first. Jesus doesn't hesitate on this statement. He doesn't think about it. It's not an idea. It's not something that may happen. Like, it is an imperative. Jesus says, here's what's going to go down. The last will be first. And the first will be last from the mouth of our king. What does this kingdom look like? It is a kingdom of restoration. It uses grace to restore. It makes its function restoration. The default mechanism of this king, kingdom that Jesus set up is grace. Not death, but life. Right? That this becomes the default of the kingdom. That, that we now have grace alive in our lives and can give that out to other folks in our engagement with the world. This kingdom looks like a parent that loves at all times as we see the par parable of the two sons unfold 
and one son goes his way and he is welcomed back with celebration by the father as the other son can't understand why the father would celebrate the one who is gone. The father at the same time and, and encourages the one that stayed and say, I'm with you. We're at the table together. I love you. This parent, this kingdom represents like a parent that constantly loves and gives to his children. This kingdom is a restorer of dignity. We see this unfold as Jesus, as Jesus talks to a woman at a well and restores her dignity so much so that she goes out and begins to preach to the Samaritans. This kingdom is absolutely moved by faith. Faith is what moves God, right? Right, I, right. I, I like to imagine it like God is hovering. God is there. He's moving in and out. And wherever there is some faith this much, he pops down into action because he likes that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There is a little bit of faith. I move, I'll, I'll be right there, right? Faith is what kicks God into action. Right, right. Not, not our plans, not our abilities, not, not, not anything that we can think of, but just the mere fact that, hey, hey, uh, 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 I believe God can do something impossible. We all just sang it, right? Oh, we can sing it, but we don't believe it. See, because our lives don't always like, like, like play out in practice that we believe in a God that can do anything. But it's the thing that kicks them in the gear, right? Right? There's a woman with an issue of blood, right? And she's in a crowd, and the only thing she believes is that she just needs to touch the hem of God, Jesus' garment, and she will be healed. And in the crowd, she touches him and it stops Jesus in his tracks. Boom. Who touched me? <laughs> and the disciples are like, dude, there's all kinds of crowds here pushing and waving. But nah, I felt faith present. And I want to find out who has that faith because I'm going to respond to that. See, in a crowd of a busy world, in a crowd of everybody trying to do good, in a crowd of everybody talking justice, it is faith that moves God. So much so, Eric preached a couple weeks ago about a crew breaking through a roof. Their faith healed their friend. That's how powerful it is. I can have a much I can have enough faith to move your life. So when we come into prayer, when those folks that are getting up at six o'clock in the morning praying on the phone saying, God, do this today, we believe you're gonna do it, it moves him. This kingdom possesses all power. 
Jesus gets up from the cross and says, all power is in my hands. And, and, and if you think he didn't have it before the cross, he's talking to Pilate. Pilate's like, don't you know? Like, I can, I, I can get you out of this thing. Now, in the middle of all that's going on, Jesus looks up and goes, hold on. No, no, mm, mm, nah. Let's correct a little something here before we move on. You have no power except that which I give you. This is Jesus chained up, wrapped up, something, I don't know, like bound up soldiers around him, right? Being spit on, like, like, like in the middle of this, and he, he's like, stop the presses for a moment. You, you got no power, bro, except that which I give you. The power speaks from the bottom, right? Now, when Jesus does that, Imagine your life, right, in a place of struggle. Imagine your life, right, like in a spot where you aren't the one in power and everything is happening to you and you read and see this unfold. Ah, that's hot. Right? Right? Jesus just spoke truth to that dude and it looks like everything is against him. But he speaks truth from that place. You and I got to learn to speak truth even if we if it seems like we're from a play at a place of disadvantage. It is from that place when we speak power that God gets God gets excited. Right. I, like 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 he wants to do something. Right. He says, I will take the things that are nothing. Right. The things that are despised, the small things, and I will bring down the things that are. He loves us to speak truth from our 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 unpowerful positions in his name. They sneered at him. They mocked him. Now, here's the thing. They were, these folks uh, were oppressed themselves. These were Jewish leaders. Pharisees and Sadducees. They were under Roman occupation. What was their deal? Right? That they that that they themselves as oppressed people would take this kind of stance. They lost they lost their way. They were missing the kingdom. See, they were they 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 were they the spoils of empire were given to them and they bowed down. Hey, Pharisees and Sadducees, there's a deal here. We could set up a system, right? Like full of rules, right? And, and this system will help our folks like, like think that we have some power. And then we can, we can chuck a deal with the Roman Empire. And they'll give us some power and influence and prestige. So much so that we can, can begin killing our own folks. The spoils of the empire were giving them. 
They were setting up systems and requirements that had nothing to do with the promise of God. Nothing to do with it. Their own rules. Right? Don't we have our own rules sometimes? Like, 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 here's some crazy rules. Like, like, if you rent your house, you are less, you are, you are less in this world than somebody that owns a house. Right? Y'all quiet on me. But I know that's true. I know people think that. Home ownership is the way to go. It's the deal. It's the way you gain equity and wealth in this world. It's the way you gain power and resource and voice. Lie, lie, lie. God doesn't care whether you rent, own, or live in a tent downtown. He is the king of the world. Set up systems and requirements that have nothing to do with the promises of God their own rules making God's grace something the elites control well see here's the thing God doesn't care about going to the elites he makes it absolutely clear here the reason this is imperative for a church setting up on the east side of Portland is because most of the folks we're going to come in contact with on this side of the city they ain't elites They're immigrants. They're folks moving their way through life. They're folks kicked out of other parts of the city trying to rent homes on this side of the city. There's folks with no food, no grocery stores, right? They're these kind of folks that we're setting up with. And they are absolutely positively part of the kingdom of God. There's no hierarchy in this thing. There's no special thing you need besides your faith in Jesus to lead in this place. We got to be careful. We're setting up empires. We're not setting up kingdom, the kingdom of God to come to bear. We're not praying. We're not praying this stuff down. Right? We're meeting it down. We're facilitating it down. (laughs) Let's facilitate this kingdom of this world down. Not going to happen that way. Power gives up nothing without resistance. And Jesus is resisting the powers of the day. Their own rules. They control grace. Money calling the shots. Education is the qualifier and compliance is the tool, right? So uh, uh, if you just stay quiet, get an education, we will show you the money and power to be comfortable. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You think that's all about sin, right? No. That's all about these religious rulers who knew what the Messiah was going to come as. They read it. They knew the scriptures backwards and forwards by the time they were 13. All of it, every word, they had to be tested in it. They knew what the messianic thing deal was. 
and they ignored it. Jesus is saying, Father, forgive these religious sellouts for they don't know what they're doing. They are in bed with the empire. Forgive them. They are using the wrong kind of power. Forgive them. They are getting their, their identity from this world. Forgive them. Father, forgive them, for they are in bed with the empire. Father, forgive them, for they see their way through the empire's tools. They don't know what they're doing. Pleasing the empire for their own power to stay intact. Judging based on power and influence, making their own rules and ways. They really, I, I believe they really wanted empire. I mean, they really wanted the Messiah to come, but they were tired of waiting. This is real, you get tired of waiting, right? You work in the trenches, you teach at a school, right? You see this stuff every day in the office that you work in, right? You see all this struggle, you see all these people going through, and you're tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. You, 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 there are many people in here that teach and are part of some, some, some ministry or some movement or living in the place where they believe people, uh, they're going to make a difference, but you just get tired. And in the waiting, we decide that we can do it quicker by joining Empire. Yo, we can't do it quicker by doing that. We got to wait on the Spirit of God to move. And we got to trust the Spirit of God to get this work done the way He wants it done. See, that's, that's a discipline for me. Man, the way God wants it done. Like, man, come on, God, I can move this thing faster. <laughs> God, I can do this thing better. God, God, come on, like, 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 I got the, I got an education. Uh, 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 the Johnny in my neighborhood don't have the education to get this done, so let me help him. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I want Johnny to do this thing. And I want you, I want you to just relate, be in a relationship and introduce him to Jesus and let him know who I am, and I will call Johnny to tear this thing down. Oh, it's biblical. And they will rebuild the waste cities. They will repair the places that have been torn down for generations. The problem is we're trying to do it instead of going to the prisons and finding the folks that God wants to do it through the people on the very bottom and saying, hey, guess what, God? <laughs> I got something crazy for you. <laughs> God wants to use you, right? 
to tear down this prison system from the inside out. The, will you trust him to do that? Let him work for through you. Let, let him call you to lead. Lead us in this way. And like, like that's what God wants to do. That's where, that's where Onesimus came from. That's where Paul was down there preaching. Remember, so Paul, if you want to know what privileged people do, Paul, Paul, the person of privilege, right, finds his way to prison. He keeps getting locked up, right? <laughs> and as he keeps getting locked up, he keeps preaching the gospel. And he keeps preaching the gospel and he keeps pumping out pastors from that place, right? From this prison, right? Oh, I got I got all these dudes, Barnabas and all these folks, Onesimus, and uh, they are going to show you the way because they know how to suffer. And they came to God from this place just like Jesus did. This is a gospel that's engaged best from the bottom. This is something that gets mocked but yet rises out of that mockery. This is something that the King of Kings, Lord of Lords showed us how to do that we typically ignore. Resist the world, my friends. Resist the world, my friends. As much as they will make a mockery of you for the dumb decisions you make that look dumb to the world, the places you decide to live, the people you decide to hang out with, the places you decide to work, right? Like, like resist the temptation. And if that mockery is coming your way, you're in good company. Bring on the mockery and let Jesus do his thing. Uh, Whitney Houston sang a song about this. <laughs> <laughs> I started to tell him, hey man, would you do this Whitney Houston song this morning? <laughs> From the preacher's wife. Who would imagine a king, right? They thought a carpenter, like, like, yeah, you can be a carpenter, or yeah, you can be a fisherman, right? You can even be a teacher, but not a king, right? Who would imagine? Can you break that, break that out on the Whitney Who would imagine a king? Who would imagine? Who would imagine that somebody who walked here from Mexico would be the person to lead us. Who would imagine that some kid who had to be thrown on a boat uh, uh, and, and brought to safety in America and now hooking up with us, who would imagine that they would lead us? Who would imagine the dude that robbed your house will be the one you sit in small group with? <laughs> who would imagine? Oh, it's been done. It's been done. Don't think God's just starting this deal. It's been done. And it's continually done. The question is, are you going to join Jesus' kingdom? Is he your king? Because in his kingdom, this is how it's done. Folks who were killers are now preaching the gospel. 
I met a guy uh, last week in uh, from uh, Patterson, New Jersey. We're sitting at a table, and uh, I'm supposed to speak. And this guy is sitting there. And he's like, "Yeah, man." Uh, uh, and he's got this guy next to him, big giant dude with hats all over, right? And uh, uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah, this is my boy. Like, he just come to Jesus. He walked here from from somewhere in South Jersey because he wanted to get to know Jesus a little better, and he heard a little bit about me." I was like, "Dude, who are you?" that somebody walked from South Jersey to Patterson. He said, yeah, I was a Latin king, man. And I was in the middle of jail. I was in, I was locked up in solitary confinement, right? I was in there by myself. And Jesus says, time to do it my way. He said, that's it. That's all I heard that Jesus wanted me to do it his way in my cell in solitary confinement in the bottom of a prison, Latin king in Patterson, New Jersey. I went to my folks and said, hey, I'm out. You know what they said? Well, you're right. You're out. We're going to kill you, bro. That's the only way out. And he says he walks to the to the warden's office. He says, "Hey, look, I'm leaving the gang. I like they're gonna kill me." And the prison, he found some 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 safety with this warden. He says, "All right, we'll transfer you." They transfer this dude. Now this dude is in Patterson, New Jersey, and dudes are walking a hundred miles to come and get some of what he got for Jesus. This thing. It's going to be led by the folks that ain't sitting up in here right now. By the folks we planning to go minister to. By the folks who are mockery. Jesus will make it right. Turn the world upside down. Father, forgive us for we know not what we are doing. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word. Your word is clear. You entered this world from the bottom and you lifted your kingdom on high. And now you sit at the right hand of the Father making intercession. Today we lift your story. We celebrate you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that God will use this message to strengthen your faith and draw you into a deeper relationship with himself. If you're interested in hearing other sermons or want more information about the church, please visit our website at idceastside.com. Thanks for listening.